0: Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I am so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the absolute full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. In today's episode, we're talking with one of my favorite friends here in Nashville, Kaylee Dickerson. Kaylee is a photographer, a writer, an amazing friend, and wife to country artist Russell Dickerson. Kaylee is wise and funny and warm and loves the Lord so much. And seriously, she has so much wisdom and encouragement for us in this episode. I cannot wait for you to meet her. In our conversation, she gives us a behind the scenes look at what it's like to be on the road as a country artist. We're talking about God and how to seek Him and where to find Him even when life is busy. We're talking about dreams and goals and how to keep going even when everything seems to be telling you no. We're talking about fulfillment and joy and where she's discovered that comes from. We're also talking a lot about relationships in this episode because if you follow them on Instagram, you've seen that Kaylee and Russ have become relationship role models for thousands of people across the world. And truly, that is just the beginning of the things we talk about in this episode. You guys are going to love Kaylee, but before we jump in, there's something I wanted to make sure you all know about. So I don't know about you, but I tend to read so much more in the winter than I do any other time of the year. The second it gets cold outside, I cannot wait to curl up in front of a fireplace with a really good book. And so as you're curling up this winter, there's a book I would really love to share with you, and it's mine! It's called The Lipstick Gospel, and it's the story of the worst breakup I've ever been through and how God put my heart back together from it. It's a travel memoir, a story of transformation and hope, and if you're going through a breakup right now, or if you could use some encouragement in your faith, or if you're wanting to get closer to God but don't know how or if you're struggling to say yes to the plans God has for your life if you're feeling shame about some past mistakes or I don't know, a million other things I would just love to share this book with you you can either download a copy of the book for free yay for free books, right? that's the best or if you're a paperback girl like me we have those too you can pick them both up in my shop. It's SmeyWilsonshop.com or through the link in my Instagram profile. I'm at Wilson over on Instagram. The other thing is, if you've already read the Lipstick Gospel, which I know lots of you have, I wanted to make sure to tell you that we have two new books to go along with it. I recently came out with a Lipstick Gospel Prayer Journal and a Lipstick Gospel Devotional. They're tools and resources to help you walk towards a more fulfilling relationship with God, with your life, and with yourself, and you can find out all about those in the shop as well. Okay, without any further ado, here's my conversation with Kaylee. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Okay, now that we have our coffee, and now that I've spilled coffee all <laughs> over this room, um, you guys, I am so excited for what we have going on today. I have just a sweet friend of mine here at my house for Girls Night, and I'm so, like, just over the moon about you guys getting to meet her. So, Kaylee Dickerson, can you just take a second and introduce yourself to us? Tell us who you are, what you do, and... I are. I gave you warning for this. I want to hear your fun fact.
1: Well, I'm Kaylee Dickerson. I'm originally from Wisconsin, but I've lived in Nashville for ten years.
0: That's crazy, by the way.
1: Yeah, it's like a decade. Yeah, yeah. I've I've almost lived a third of my life here.
0: That's great. I can't even. We're not new here anymore, but we're still kind of new. Yeah. So, like, I can't imagine that being the case. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. I go home
1: and everyone's like, "You sound like a southerner." I'm like, "Well, I'm inching up on half my life being there." So seriously, yeah. Uh, I am lots of things. I'm actually a little ambiguous on the job description. (laughs) I was a full-time photographer, missions photographer, and then I retired. Like I like to say, I retired. Yes. And now I just do all my husband's photo video on the road, and even there I'm retiring. I'm I'm losing jobs by the day, which is really great. Yes. And I've started writing things, and hopefully that's more the path of a future job than taking pictures, even though I love taking pictures. But I'm listen. ready to move. I'm ready for a new phase of life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you're taking pictures for your husband, tell us why. Why are you on the road Who <laughs> yeah, your yeah. and I why do people know us? that?
1: So my husband, his name is Russell, and he sings country music. And we've been on the road since we've been married, so four years. He's been on the road longer than that, playing shows. His song just went to radio and our lives are changing pretty much by the day. It's so crazy. It's good. It's fun. It's I think we've traveled at least 200 days this year. It's
0: crazy. Crazy. I can't believe we were able to manage this. Like I can't believe we're yeah. sitting down to Me together. Neither. Like I kind of was like, all right, Kaylee's going to be on the podcast, but it's going to be you're going to be in like some back room in a stadium somewhere <laughs> like on your phone being like, "Shh, guys." <laughs> yeah keep it down Russell could you keep your show a little quieter yes no we're actually here we're drinking coffee Kaylee has a thing which you guys are gonna want to follow Kaylee and and keep up with her I know you're if you don't already know her you're going to after this so you're welcome but (laughs) Kaylee is known for a couple things and one of them is her love of coffee and so she's really has a thing called coffee with Kaylee and we're drinking coffee with Kaylee right now we are having coffee with Kaylee
1: and we're having a girls night with Stephanie Mae Wilson simultaneously. It's
0: like a merging of worlds. Yes. This is amazing. It's it's my dream world. We're in it. We're yes. living in it. Here we are. <laughs> um, Kaylee, I'm, I'm so happy to have you here. You and I have been friends for like mm. the whole time we've lived in Nashville. So I think like three and a half years now yeah. because you were really one of my first friends here and which is awesome because well you were one of my first friends here but Carl already knew you. Yeah. You guys have known each other since? I was a sophomore in high school. I think he
1: was maybe going into college is he that much older than me i don't i don't know he's uh maybe he was gonna be a senior okay something i don't know but yeah i've known him since then and we worked the same christian camp together for a few years and then i he lived in georgia and i saw him one time when he was in college yeah got ice cream or something i was like i have a friend here
0: (laughs) that's carl yes oh that's awesome and that's it yeah Oh, that's awesome! And then we had—we um, actually have had your sister-in-law Hannah, um, who's another one of my, my girl. favorite people. Um, Hannah has been on our podcast. She was our season one uh, finale guest. Um, but we actually, Hannah and I talked about how we met, and um, I feel like I try to give a plug at the beginning of each podcast episode about how I've met these guests because. Every single one of these friendships started with like just saying yes and just being bold and going for it. And I know a lot of us are in different places where we're trying to connect more with new women or like make new friends. And um, so Hannah and I met because when Carl and I moved to Nashville, we had a different friend in common. Carl had a different friend in common who said, you need to meet Hannah and her husband, Tyler. You guys will love them. And Hannah and Tyler happened to be going on a canoe trip and so they were like, sure, like, uh, hi guys, like come on this canoe trip with us. And my reaction was, no, <laughs> I do not want to go canoeing at the crack of dawn on a Saturday. But we ended up going because we were saying yes, because we just moved to Nashville and didn't know anybody. And the whole time we're canoeing, we ended up hanging out with you and Russ. Like, I feel like our canoes might've been t- might as well yeah. have been like tied together. Um, cause we just got to hang out the whole time and it was awesome. And then you were so sweet to invite me to be part of your small group. And so we were in a small group together for like, Oh, wild. Yeah, like two that... years, maybe? Yeah. It I was mean, a long time. At least Ooh. a year. At least a year. At but least a year. Too, yeah.
1: You would drive, make the trek all the way out to my house in Nashville traffic. Oh, my gosh. And we'd make coffee and e- coffee with Kaylee. Kaylee. <laughs>
0: yes. That was and, before that was a thing. And popcorn. And
1: Kaylee's popcorn. Kaylee's thing was
0: like coffee and popcorn, which That is my fun like... fact.
1: I could survive on coffee, red wine, and popcorn. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it's my dream life.
0: Oh man. You'd always, yeah, we'd always have coffee and always popcorn mm-hmm. and talk about Jesus and get to know him better. It was just the best. Yeah, it was, was so sweet. Good. I loved our small group. I did too. That was oh. before we were gone all the time. Seriously, I know. But here we are still having coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll make some popcorn after or something. Yes. <laughs> um, so Kaylee, I, there are so many things that I'm I'm really excited to hear, um, hear about from you. And I'm so excited to have you here because I just love your heart. You are you are so talented in so many ways. You are such a great friend to so many people. You are so wise. You love the Lord so well. And he's using you in such amazing ways. And so we have like a thousand things that I want to ask you about. Oh, um, so but can you give us a little snapshot of like what, you know, you, you kind of told us a little bit about rest and, and what you guys are up to these days, but give us a little snapshot of like, what does life look like for you these days? What What do you guys have going on? Well, a normal week is typically we're gone,
1: at least Wednesday to Sunday. We usually leave town Wednesdays, show Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, sometimes Sunday night. If we're lucky, we get to come home Monday, Tuesday, and do it all over again. Crazy. So it is, it is the most insane season of our lives, but it's really rewarding seeing everything we put our hand to over the course of four years and so many of those years were silent years and just believing for a miracle years and then now seeing it even though it's busy it's still an answer to so many of our prayers so it's worth it but crazy and we barely see our friends and we barely see our family but at least I know we love them we're just loving them from from
0: Nebraska, Nebraska and then Roanoke Virginia and then it's crazy. So, Russ has been playing, has been traveling a ton for shows, and you guys have been on tour with a couple different people lately, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did the
1: Thomas Rhett tour in the spring, and then Florida Georgia Line in the fall. Crazy. And those were epic, and they're just some of our best friends, so it was such, it was, we were still given friends even while we were away, so that was so sweet and kind of the Lord, because uh, we could have been touring with people that we either don't know or don't love, or... Yeah. And we just still had our friends, so that was incredible. And other than that, he's just been radio, radio, radio. Every, I think he's been to every single station in America this year. Oh my gosh. That is insane. He's he's Superman. I don't know how he's doing all that.
0: It's crazy. Well, and then you've been going with him, right? For most of it. Yeah.
1: Maybe probably 75% of the radio things because sometimes I have to come. I'm like, we are out of clothes. Like I have to go home, and I, someone has to do laundry. Yes. someone has to vacuum the house. Hopefully, we'll just get a, a maid. Because Lord knows I'm not trying to spend my one day home vacuuming
0: for real. No, for real. I'm over it. No, mow it. Game over. Um, how did you guys make the decision for like uh, for you to be on the road with him? What did that look like? Kind of
1: never. It was never another option. We. When we were friends and we were talking about dating each other, I remember saying no. (laughs) He was like, I like you. I was like, no thanks, not interested, because I knew what he was supposed to do. And I was like, that means I'm a single mom at home someday, you know, while you're out playing shows. And we might be married, but I'll be doing life alone. And Mm -hmm. he was like, no, 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 I want my family with me. I don't want to do it that way. I want it to be different. And so then I was like, okay. All right, let's do this. So then we started dating. So before we even started dating, we talked that out because I was just so uninterested in that. Yeah. Like, no, don't, don't want to do it. So then when we got married is when I started going on the road. And at that point we were driving ourselves, which we still occasionally do, but tour bus has literally changed our lives. <laughs> uh, but for the first four years we drove ourselves. So and anytime
0: you'd go to a show, you guys would we be like road tripping. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And... So I would drive, I can Y turn a trailer, like you can't believe. Oh my gosh. Um, I used to sell the merch. I used to do all the photo and video. So it was all hands on deck, just because we didn't have the money to pay other people. And so there was no other option. It was never like, well, maybe you should stay home, because I was never just a bystander. You've always been a part of it. Yeah, we've always done it together. So it was never like, oh, she's just like an accessory over there. It was never that. Not that anyone is, because that road life is crazy.
0: But... Yeah. It was all hands on deck. So
1: we didn't really really have another choice.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, I have to brag on you really quick because, um, Kaylee, you have done all of Russ's when you say photo and video, like that's so true because one, you single-handedly shot his, not, it wasn't his first music video. Right. But it was like, the yeah, his first real one, first not, like, real like, studio music video. one. Yeah. But, like, so most of the time, like, when you picture the behind-the-scenes, you're picturing, like, cranes and giant studios <laughs> and all these people or whatever. But, Kaylee, you single-handedly <laughs> put together this music video. And I remember you did it when we were in Sponger together because I remember we came over and you were like, you guys will never believe it. You know, we – there's this shot and Russ is walking behind a truck and you're like, lightning was just lighting up the sky. It was perfect. <laughs> and you also know this – in his music video for yours, he's making out with some girl and the girl is you. (laughs) And it's because you set up a light in your backyard and got it just so, and then went to make out with your husband as like the the love scenes. Yeah. Crazy. That was when
1: everyone had said no, like every label in town had said no, every, everything. No one was going to play a song. And we're like, well, I guess we have to do this for ourselves. And I had done music videos, so I was like, well, why haven't we been doing this the whole time? It was kind of like we were just praying for something but never putting our hand to the plow. Yeah. And we're like, well, this is just going to fall from the sky. Like, no. Like, we had to start working. And then everything we did, God just showed up. And Mm. it was just the death. We learned what it meant to co-labor. And I think we'd just been waiting for Jesus to be like, here you go. Here's your gift. And we're like... Just waiting and waiting. And finally, when we're like, oh, no, we're going to put our hand to the plow. We're going to do it. We shot that video. That was the first thing we did. I love it. And we drove out, and our friend Ben drove the car, and he played the the song over the speakers. And we popped the hatch on the back of the SUV and drove down the road over and over and over until a storm. And the storm was rolling in and rained at the end. It's amazing because we can't even take credit for it. Like, I, he could have done that same thing, but without a storm it, it would have like, been boring. It was next level. So I'm like, yes. I couldn't do that. I just prayed for it. I was like, God, it would be really great because I knew it was going to rain. And we were just doing test footage, honestly, because I was like, I want to be sure I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the storm came rolling in and we're like, oh, uh, I think this might be it. And he almost just wore like workout shorts that day. And I was like, why don't you just get dressed just in case? So the whole thing was just for test footage. Yeah. And then we got out there. And I was like, God, if, if we could have some lightning and then the, the rain could fall, that would be amazing. And, but I was like, if the rain could come at the end, once we have all the takes, that'd be even better. <laughs> sure enough, it's exactly what happened. Oh I was gosh. like, well, and I have a friend, he does like really epic music videos and stuff in, in LA and I told him what happened. He goes, do you know how much you would have to
0: pay for that? I was like, I'll tell you what, that prayer cost me nothing. Like <laughs> how much is lightning actually? Like, so much totally. money. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to have to link to it in the show notes so everyone can watch it if they haven't seen it already. Um, the other thing that you've done is that, um, Carl and I got to go to Target the other day and buy a copy of Russ's album, which by the way, is in Target, which, he, oh yeah, you I, I fangirl over that. Like, you and I have run into each other at Target so many times. Like, Target is like our second yeah. home, so that's a big deal. Um, but also, you took the cover photo yeah. for it. Like, you've taken all of his photos for, um, yeah, for his new album. So your photography's in Target. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It was cool to hold it, because
1: I was like, this is hashtag, this is us. Like, yeah. it's his songs, our story our lives set to songs and then my pictures and his face. So it was just all of us in in one little thing that you can buy at Target. And I'm like, oh, and shout out to Carl Wilson, who did the yours on the front, the handwriting. That is Stephanie's husband. Crazy. he's amazing. And he's done all of our graphic design. So shout out, Carl.
0: So fun. So yeah, fun. It's in the family here, you it know? Was totally. It was so fun. Yeah, it was so fun to walk up in Target and, like, get it and be like, we love these people. We believe in these people. We're so proud of them. I and to be like, yeah, Russ's songs, Kaylee's photography, and, oh, uh, by the way, that's Carl's hand. That's think, Carl's that hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, okay, so, um, when... When I think about your journey, and I want to hear a little bit more about it, um, there's this quote that comes to mind. And I heard um, Carl and I are like, we haven't watched as much lately, but we've been big Shark Tank fans mm-hmm. forever. Love, love it. Love something. Um And there's this quote that Robert Hershevik said, and he said something like, I'll have to look it up and see what the quote was exactly, but he said, like, it takes 20 years to be an overnight success. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And when I think about um, the journey that you and Russ have been on for the last several years, it's... I feel like people could be like, I just heard of this guy. His name's mm-hmm. Russell Dickerson. Like, I just started following Kaylee. Like, we love them. They just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> and that's not true. Right. And I think that, you know, every once in a while, when, when you're building something new, it can get really discouraging. Because sometimes you're working your tail off and nothing is changing. And I think it's just really good. I mean, that's, that's true in every part of our lives. You know, we're working really hard. Things aren't changing fast enough. And and it feels like nothing is, nothing is being accomplished. And it seems like it's happening faster for everybody else. And I think it's so encouraging to hear from people who it seems like it's just happening for them mm-hmm. to get to hear some of the backstory of like how it happened. So you mentioned that people have said no to you guys. Can you talk a little bit more about just like how you've got, because things are, a lot of yeses are coming your way these right. days. Right. Like, how, tell us a little bit more about the, like, has it been an overnight success (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs)
1: Uh, And that was the word, no. And it was a long ride, and Russ grew up in Nashville, so he was never the new guy on the scene no one had heard of, which I think was part of, like, you're not a prophet in your own hometown kind Mm -hmm. of vibe. And so he, we went to every single label, mostly him at that point, because we were just dating, and would play for them, and they'd be like we're not going to say no, but we're going to say not now. And they would say over and over and over. And I was really disheartened just because we we would watch our friends succeed alongside of us. Like we came up at the same time as a lot of different people that everyone does know their name. And I think part of the reason Russ is successful is he never resented them. Mm -hmm. And he never was angry. He chose to just be thankful and cheer them on even though that meant like standing still, what felt like standing still. And that's one of my favorite things that he's done on this process. Like we kept the same friendships, even though they blew up before our eyes. And he was just so patient. And I was scared that we were going to have to, because how labels go, you kind of have to suck up and make everyone think it's their idea. And, you know, and I was like, at some point, this is going to work. And someone who couldn't see it, we're going to have to suck up to them and pretend like this was their idea, even though they'd said no. Hmm. And I was just kind of like accepting that. And I was like, this is going to (laughs) suck. And sure enough, and I actually, we were in church one day and I had this vision of an Atlantis and I saw the water part in front of us and there was this island and there was like this massive fortress and... I wrote, I was like, for some reason this feels like this is our team and it's being hidden from us and everyone else. And this was probably a year, I think it was a year before he got offered his first record deal from a label that came out of thin air. Literally, they formed a brand new label with Sony New York and whatever. So My Greatest Fear never actually happened. And they saw it from a distance and they're like, we're going to do something with this. And, like, this is our first artist, this is our... And they just got behind him and they got it. And if we had wanted to be with something else, it would have looked so different. And timing was everything. It didn't even exist when he was originally shopping for labels. Like, the climate in country music was so different. And I learned so much that we were like, oh, are we not ready? Are we not prepared for this? And it wasn't that. And if anything, it was waiting for the climate to change. Yeah. That was like conducive to him and what he does. But in the meantime, I was like, are we not ready? Are we not, are we not doing this enough? Are we mm-hmm. not doing that? And we're like, what's wrong with us? Yeah.
0: And the Lord was just like, I got you. Just keep doing just it. Just wait. Ready. Yeah. Just wait. I'm like, okay. I feel like Carl talks about this all the time when it comes to dating and relationships. And, and he says, timing is everything. Like yeah. it can be the right person in the wrong time and it's the wrong person. Yeah. Like it just, so, so the fact that You were doing the right things and doing the right things and and you were the right people for the job and and you kept showing up and it just, the circumstances needed to change and you just needed to wait, but Mm -hmm. they changed and they, things have been happening and it's uh. crazy. It's so insane. Hey friends, I wanted to just take a quick pause from my conversation with Kaylee to thank our sponsor for this week. We just started having sponsors at our girls' nights and I love it because these sponsorships allow us to pour so much more time and energy and love and resources into our girls' nights. I also love them because these sponsors came to us and said, hey, can we give your listeners discounts and free stuff? And of course, I said, yes, of course you can. So our sponsor for today is an amazing company called Zola. They're a wedding planning company who's reimagining the registration and wedding planning process. I know that lots of y'all are engaged right now or you're dating someone and engagement's just around the corner. I also know that lots of y'all are bridesmaids and maids of honor these days, helping your girlfriends and sisters have the best weddings possible. And so I just love getting to share Zola with you. I love what they're doing because for me, one of the most fun parts of wedding planning process was registering for gifts. Because hello, of course it is, right? But it was also a really daunting process. I remember feeling totally overwhelmed as Carl and I were registering. And it was also really tricky because we needed things from different places. And I didn't want to have 12 websites on our invitations for people to have to fish through. It was just a lot. But Zola has created a really awesome tool to help the registry process go so much more smoothly, both for you and for your guests. First of all, the site is free and super easy to use, and it's also really fun. They have over 500 brands and over 50,000 products that you can choose from, so they have everything that you'd be able to register for in your local department store, but they also have things like wine subscriptions and fitness classes and honeymoon funds and so much more. My brother in law and his fiance are using Zola to plan a big honeymoon they'll be taking at the end of next year. They're planning to travel for two months all over Southeast Asia and they're registering through Zola for everything from excursions to suitcases. So you really can register for what you want. The other thing I love is that they have the ability to do group gifts. So if your girlfriends are on tight budget, like a lot of us are, but really want to help you get that KitchenAid mixer, they can pull together with your mom's best friend and your dad's second cousin, and they can get it for you. It makes those bigger ticket items actually doable for your guests, which is such a win. But they don't just stop at the registry. They have this whole suite full of wedding planning helpers. You can create a free wedding website through them, and they have awesome tools you can use like customizable checklists and guest list trackers. Um, Hello, and everyone who used a spreadsheet or a bunch of sticky notes like me just said amen. Guys, this is such a great resource if you're planning a wedding. My gosh, I wished for every single one of these things as we were planning our wedding. And the more I find out about Zola, the more I wish it had been an option when we got married. But it is for you and for your engaged girlfriends, so be sure to pass it along. Especially because Zola is giving a free $50 credit to all of our listeners. Isn't that amazing? You guys, to sign up with Zola and to get a free $50 credit towards your registry, go to Zola.com Stephanie. Just in case you need that spelled out, I would. It's Z-O-L-A. So again, to sign up with Zola and to get that free $50 credit towards your registry, go to Zola.com slash Stephanie. Thank you so much to Zola for sponsoring our girls' nights. We love having you. Okay, now let's get back to my conversation with Kaylee. Okay, so this is... I love this question, and actually, I'm pretty sure that Russ is the first person I ever asked this question to, because, so when we moved to Nashville, I mean, I didn't know anyone who did music, like, at all, and I mean, I still don't. People are like, have you heard of this band? Have you been to this venue? I'm like, no, whatever. Um, Do you work in the music industry? No. No. (laughs) Um, I don't know anything about it, but um, I think when we were on that canoe trip, I remember asking Russ, like, okay, convention aside, like, you know, all the answers you think you're supposed to give aside what's something you've done that you're like ridiculously proud of something that you think is so cool the thing that you can only call your mom or your best friend to go guess what happened and like you can't tell anyone else because it's bragging maybe mm-hmm. but it's those are the things we're so proud of and the things that are like really cool to hear about so um I want to hear and it doesn't have to be like the number one because that's yeah. hard but what's something that has happened in the last couple of years where you've been like holy moly this is awesome this was amazing
1: uh, one of them would be, he headlined a festival in London.
0: Oh, uh, that's awesome. But they
1: were like, he, he's playing a show in London. We're like, cool. No one's going to know who we are. We get there and not only is he playing it, he's the headliner. And there were thousands of people there and they were singing his songs. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? Like more people were at that show than his shows in Nashville. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, what in the world? Like, what is actually happening? And then, like, as the tour kept going on and his song's been on the radio, different places in the States with, like, Florida Georgia Line tours and whatever, he would hold out his mic and people are singing the song. And you're... It's like, oh, I'm not the only one who does this anymore. <laughs> I'm not the <laughs> yeah, only one just like... jamming it in my car. Yep. Like, it's... Yeah, seeing the country recognize a song is mind-blowing, but then seeing something in... in london yeah you're like this is not real and like we just got an offer he's playing in australia this next year like what is actually happening like are you One direction now like what is going on why is this a global thing
0: that's and that's so cool cool. because like like you said you guys have been putting your hand to the pot you guys have been Mm -hmm. doing everything you can to make this happen but like it's almost like i picture like a kid um pushing a plow and then like his dad comes up behind him and like pushes behind mm-hmm. him and it goes so much further and faster. Um, yeah, that's exactly how it feels. God like, doing yeah. things that you couldn't, like you guys are doing everything you can, but mm-hmm. the results are so much bigger than anything you could ever do on your own yeah. because God's blessing it. hundred percent. What would you say to people? I know that there are so many girls listening that are trying to do things and you know, whether mm-hmm. they're trying to sing country music or not, I'm sure there are some of them, <laughs> yeah. um, but whatever they're trying to do, When you're in the thick of it, when you're like, we've gotten a thousand no's, this isn't happening, Mm -hmm. like this isn't, doesn't look like this is going well, what encouragement would you give to them? What would you tell them? I would say get, work out in the, while you have privacy,
1: work out what you need to work out in the privacy of your own home, because I've, we're realizing that more and more that we're just so grateful that we had a couple years to figure out who we were, what our motives were what made us happy, what we were expecting to make us happy. We worked that out so that there's so many people who are just given success and it happens so quick and then they get to the top and they're still not happy and they're still not satisfied and they're turning to all these different things, making tons of mistakes because they're doing it in the public eye. So honestly, my biggest advice is be happy on your own and don't expect these things to fulfill you because they won't. And I'm so grateful we'd worked that out. We didn't ever expect this to make us happy or feel fulfilled, like fulfilled. We're grateful and it's very gratifying, but it is not fulfilling. Like if anything, we've been taken from more than given to Mm -hmm. in these last, you know, few months, just traveling and you need to go here and you need to meet with this radio person. You need to meet with that person and have dinner with this person and small talk with that person. And it's great. And we love meeting the fans and we love, it's kind of feels like a family, but at the same time you're moving so quickly that everything just, it's like, you know, when you take a trip and you have like a layover on your way to Europe or something and you're just traveling for 10 days and you're exhausted, mm-hmm. that's kind of our everyday. And so if we were expecting this to fulfill us and make us happy, it just wouldn't work. Yeah, And I don't even want to know what we would turn to. Like, honestly, the only legitimately in non-Christianese way, like, Jesus is the only thing that keeps us
0: alive mm-hmm. and, like, afloat and happy and grateful and not sitting there and being like, oh, this is terrible or we're so tired. And you guys got the chance because it happened in the timing that it did and it didn't happen right away. Yeah. And there were times of, like, you know, planting seeds and not seeing yeah. anything grow. Like, you guys were able to build a foundation and know, yeah, who you are, solidify your marriage, solidify, like, Russell's able to practice, you know yeah. I mean? I feel like if you're put on stage way before you're ready, like, you're not going to do well. Oh. And he wrote songs for, he's had a publishing deal for five years,
1: maybe six, of just writing songs. Like, it took five, six, seven, he's been writing songs for about seven before he even had his first record. And... I'm so thankful. Oh my gosh. When we think about the songs he would have put out when he was going to labels, it would have been terrible. Like, it's fine. They're out there if people can hear them. But it's, it's not him. He was just, he had, he didn't know who he was. He didn't know what story he wanted to tell.
0: Yeah.
1: And he was trying to be like Josh Turner and trying to be like Keith Urban and he just wasn't himself. Yeah. So that time, while it felt like forever, it was so worth it. Just hang on. Keep going, guys. Keep Mm -hmm. going.
0: I love that. Oh, I love that. Um, so this is kind of a, on a slightly different topic, but, um, I remember having this conversation with a mentor of mine when I was in college and I had, or it was like right after I'd graduated college and I had just become a Christian and I was trying to figure out like what I was meant to do in the world. And I wanted to like be an ambassador. I wanted to, for God, like I wanted to, to make a difference in his kingdom and for his kingdom and, um. And I remember talking to her and saying like, so I need to be like a college pastor, right? Because I, I hadn't seen anyone else. I didn't know that you could make a difference, you know, in the kingdom of God or for the kingdom of God, if you weren't a pastor or a missionary. And so those were like my two options. And I remember her telling me, she was told me a story about a friend of hers who I think um, has some crazy high powered, high paying job in New York and, um, but loves the Lord so much. And, is, and she goes, Stephanie, like who else do you think gets to share about Jesus with people in these rooms or people in these spheres or or like, like the missionary in, in, you know, wherever in Africa, it can't talk to that person. They're not in the same room. They're not in the same circles. They're not friends with each other. Um, and so she just like really helped me see that no matter what your career is, no matter what your your group the group of people you're around like that's your you have you have an ability to make a difference for the kingdom anywhere and it's really important that we're in lots of different fields because how else are they going to know who yeah. like who else is going to tell them and so um you and Russ love Jesus you love Jesus yeah. and you guys are also in a a community and in kind of a sphere that's not i mean it's not normal. Not normal. <laughs> it is not normal. Not it's normal. very weird. So you guys, I know that that God's been working you, guys, working in and through you guys in really big ways. Like, can you talk to us about that? Like, what does it look like to be a Christian in country music? Like, yeah. you went to the CMAs the other night and looked amazing. <laughs> Thank you. But like, Kaylee, as you're walking the red carpet, like you were not in normal severe. What does yeah. it look like to be a be a Christian and also like share the light of Christ with people? In your life these days, it's it's just normal. Like it's
1: no different than Russ treats Jason Aldine the same as he does the girl who packs our groceries. You know, like calls people by their name, is intentional. And yeah, that matters. But I think partly why we've been given that sphere is because we actually don't care. Like (laughs) Like, about them. Yeah, they're just the same as us. And if anything, I have more of a sense of urgency with people who have influence because it's so easy. It's so easy to get trapped in like people worship you and it's, that can puff you up and it can feel that way, but really it's just so empty and we know that. And so what's interesting is when I was, I realized it once Russ and I got engaged, but when I was in high school, I had this vision of me sitting side stage at a show or backstage and I was sitting on a couch and I was talking to someone and I was like, oh, so I have this is what I'm supposed to do, because I want I kind of wanted to be a counselor. Quite honestly, like if I was mm-hmm. gonna have a stationary job, I would want to do family marriage counseling, because I'm obsessed with marriage and life and love and stuff. And I was like, okay, so in order to be able to, because I wasn't under the illusion that it had to be in church. Yeah, because I have a brother who's a pastor, and I'm like, I can go out and do the churches anywhere we go. Yeah, so like let's do this. Granted, we did get stuck in the trap of starting church after church. We kind of did that because he's a pastor's kid. We grew up, we had to break the cycle (laughs) because we were just so addicted to like leading life groups. And it was so ingrained in us that we didn't know how to not. Yeah. And eventually the Lord gave us a dream of several dreams about leaving and doing whatever. And it was the beginning of this season Hmm. as soon as we stepped out of that season. Yeah. And
0: God's like, okay, yes, you can do that in this sphere, but you also can do
1: it somewhere else. I'm going to teach you. Yep. And so I was in high school, I had that vision. So I went to school for music. I was like, okay, so in order to do this, in order to be in a position that people want to talk about stuff, I'm going to have to perform (laughs) and I hate performing, but like I did music and I liked it sort of, I liked writing. I did more musical theater anyway, totally different story. So I get to Nashville and I'm like, I hate performing I hate this but I was in music school and that's how Russ and I met Hmm. and so eventually I was just doing photography full-time because that's what I liked and then when I went on the road with him I was sitting side stage and someone started opening up about their life and I was like oh my gosh this is it like this is what you showed me and I, I I thought I had to go a certain path to get here it still got me here and it's just the most rewarding thing because people are so timid, especially people who've never been to church. They don't want to be at church. They don't want to talk about church. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way they just open up to you at a bar when you're having a glass of wine together. Because that's that's the stage he's been in is playing clubs and bars, and which is not my favorite place to be. I'd rather be at like a wine bar than like a bar bar. Sure. yes. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. It's a phase. And yeah, so that's when I was, I never really thought I had to be in church to be doing it. And it's the most satisfying thing. Like friends who have gone through major life changes will be in that sphere. They're like, will you pray for this? Will you pray Mm -hmm. for that? And we've kind of come together and have our own small group unofficially. We don't meet certain days, but like if something's wrong, we text each other. And it's so beautiful to me because it's, it took us a long time to break the religious mold over our lives because we were so used to it looking a certain way. Yeah. And then God just started moving in different ways than we were used to and so
0: into it. I'm so into it. <laughs> so you guys are you guys are small group leaders. Yeah. You kinda. guys are yeah. missionaries. You guys are you're a counselor. Yeah. Like and you're doing it in bars at country shows and in buses as you travel all yeah. around and in airports and um that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. It's very fun. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um Kaylee, you uh, I love that you just said that you're so passionate about marriage, and um, and I see that all of your life, and and I know that um, something that I think has been really so. You, you said that that it's never been an option for for you to or for us to travel without you. It was yeah. like, okay, fine. If you're doing this, we're doing this together. Also, you need each other. So yeah. it's like it's not like yeah. it's not a one one man or one woman show. Um, but uh, I love that it's. And I don't know if this is like necessarily how things are done anymore, but I feel like sometimes, um. Musicians are sort of like they need to appear single, mm-hmm. so that all the girls can be like, "Marry me, whatever." Like I'm sure i may- yelled like, "Marry me, Justin," yeah. like like a million times. <laughs> um, but like Russ is so clear about the fact that he's very taken, and you guys are so clear about that. Like you're with him so many places, and so mm-hmm. many places where he's interviewed, you're interviewed, and you guys have made it a thing where it's like when he's singing these songs, it's not for the girls in the audience. It's for you. And people have like gone nuts about that. Mm -hmm. What has that been like? How did you guys, did that just sort of happen? Or, yeah, he's just an authentic kind of guy. Like,
1: he doesn't record songs that aren't him. So that helps. And yeah, it's funny. It's funny to watch people freak out. I did have an actual funny story one time. I was at a show and this girl was like very, very drunk in the front row. And she like went up to the front and started dancing in this like little skinny dress. And not a ton of people were there. It was like early, early on. And I walk up and I don't care. Like everyone's always like, oh my gosh, are you just like appalled? I'm like, no, literally a girl could walk up to Russell completely naked and he'd be like, are you okay? (laughs) Like he is just like the most honorable human you've ever, ever met. Yeah. And so trust is obviously everything, but... I walk up, and this girl, she knew who Ross was. I just stood next to some girl. And she turns and sees me, and she goes, Oh my gosh, like starts to freak out. And then she starts to pitch a fit about this girl in the front. And it became this like fan war. Like she was just like, Listen, any real fan knows he is married. And she was like, So angry.
0: Oh my. <laughs> At this gosh. girl. And
1: she goes, Are you okay? I'll go up there and say something. And I was like, I'm fine. It's totally fine. Oh and gosh. I was dying like it just it, she was like listen real fans know he isn't she is not a real fan and she just like wanted me to know that <laughs> i thought it was the cutest thing that's ever happened like, it's to me. okay it's okay <laughs> like it's so fun and the, the boys like they just like they would see her and like avert their eyes and i was like they're just the best people so it didn't mm-hmm.
0: matter i'm not worried about it but it was funny it was real funny well and you guys have kind of made it um kind of a mission to like be an example, um, mm-hmm. when it comes to love and marriage for the people in your real life, yeah. but also for people who are following you guys and following your journey, you posted something about PDA recently. <laughs> and I think I have it here. I want to, um, yes. Okay. I, I have it here. So I want to read this. Um, so Kaylee posted this on Instagram the other day or maybe like a week ago mm-hmm. or a couple weeks ago. And I just, everyone and their mom was like, yes, like all praise <laughs> hands. So Kaylee said PSA about PDA. Public displays of affection are better than public displays of aggression. People are reluctant to hold hands or kiss in public, yet they have no problem bickering in the grocery store or at a dinner party. I don't know about you, but I can't stand the tension of couples fighting or taking jabs for all to see. Throwing your person under the bus runs both of you over. Kiss them, compliment them. The world needs to be shown how to love, not how to fight. I feel like you guys. Is it kind of? It's kind of weird having someone yeah. read you. I was like, your oh, I read that. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, you guys have, have been, I, I don't know if maybe it was like, I'm sure it just kind of was natural at first, but I mean, you know that people are watching you guys and, and taking notes for how to, how to treat their person and um for how to love each other and how to honor each other. Like, what does that look like in your life? And, and how, like, is that something you guys are consciously doing and, and how do you do that? Not really consciously. I, that stemmed from
1: seeing a couple fight in the airport and 'Cause you know, we live in airports and I it just made me sad and all of a sudden I was just sitting on a flight with I don't think the Southwest Wi-Fi was working. And so I was like, I'm just gonna write this out and I don't know what I'll do with it and it it came from cause that desire to be a counselor, like that's there in me and the desire to help. So a lot of times things actually are happening and I will be conscious of wait, film this. Like do a story of this date night, like this is happening anyway but people need to be like I said in there like they need to be shown how to love and not how to fight and I just feel like everyone is pointing fingers these days and I'm like no no like we just need to love the world with our own two hands and show I guess show people how to do it because so many people are just pointing fingers and this is wrong and that's wrong and I'm like okay just make something right then like show something right I'd rather do that than
0: anything else everything's wrong yeah I love that. And so you guys, I mean, you guys are so intentional with loving each other and you guys love each other so much anyway that you're like, okay, well, we have enough examples of hate and anger and bickering and messed up couples that like, okay, like this is what we're doing. And if you guys want to do this too, like do this, do it. let's try try it this way. And we're still figuring it out. Like we've established traditions and we're just trying to
1: do it. And I don't know, I kind of feel like I'm more conscious of love and relationships and marriage just because I am so passionate about it that it's like a lot of people are more business oriented or this or that and I'm just not that's not something I'm thinking about like new business models and plans (laughs) like I'm thinking about this so I'm like why don't I just at least share to the people who are thinking about that and don't have like the mental space like why not help them out
0: I love that um you guys um you know, we've talked about how much your life has changed in the last couple of years and the fact that you guys have, Russ has played 200 shows or something this year and that you live in airports. Um, something that's been really present in my life lately and that I've been thinking about a lot and reading up about a lot and working on is, um, like how do I spend my time and making, making the, the right things, the priority, making time for the right things. And, um, and that's really hard. And I think that, like, I know that every single woman listening is feeling like she doesn't have enough time um, for the things that, that she wants to devote time to in her life. Um, she's feeling really busy. She's playing, feeling pulled in a lot of different things Different directions, and um, I'm just gonna go out right, uh, right out there and say that I think Kaylee is busier than all of us. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, like you guys are gone all the time. Yeah. You have people around you all the time. So if anyone has a reason to not have time for their husband or not have time for, um, well, let's start there. If anyone has has a reason to not have time for their husband, it's you guys. Like you right. guys don't have built-in time to do anything together so how have you made time like what what does that process look like as you're looking at your week ahead like how because you do you like you guys do have date nights in hotel rooms and um little adventures like you know it's it's one of your birthdays so you're gonna take a couple extra days in New York while you're driving yourself from one place to another or something like that how how do you guys do that well, I love that
1: you think I'm great at time management. I'm so not. Like, you can teach me a thousand things. I need a planner like yours because it's adorable.
0: Oh, yeah, I can hook you up. I have a but, planner, but Emily Lay? I know. I need you to make
1: an app, Emily Lay. Thanks so much. I don't, I don't have, have space in my luggage for that. Does she have an app?
0: Uh, I think she did, but Carl's working
1: on it. Oh, thank God. Yes. Carl, you're my hero on so many levels. On so, um, so many levels. Uh, honestly, for me, I grew up in a big family, so. Everything was mostly spontaneous. So that helps. I'm not very like, this is this day and that is this day. And it's like, we take the time when we can find it. And we do have the luxury that we are together. So even if we spend more time together than 99% of people, I'm pretty sure. So that really does help. At least even when it's chaotic and even when we're in dinners with other people, we're still together. Mm -hmm. So that really, really helps. It's more like when do I have time to vacuum and clean my toilets because (laughs) I'm never there. Or like when do I have time to do the laundry or when do I have time to see our friends. Yeah. And we've learned to be more intentional, but no is probably the most powerful word we use because Mm. we learned probably a year and a half ago, right before this got really, really crazy, I was all of a sudden felt like I was like, we need to start saying no. And we were saying no to weddings we were in town for, like available for because we only had one day that week. And I was—I would ask Russ, like, how do you feel? And if we weren't that close, we would just be like, no,
0: hmm.
1: we can't. Like, we can, but we're not going to. And we're going to do this instead. And we would have a date night because we're not going to have more small talk in another setting of, so, you're in the music business. How does that work? And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so we're pretty pretty good about saying no to a lot of things. Other things, not so much. But we're getting better. That is the most powerful thing you can possibly do. Or when people need help, which that happens a lot, and they'll be like, can you come over for this? And we're just like, no. How and much- it's so hard. I'm, that's like the hardest thing for me. I'm like, no, I have one day home. Like, you have to have other friends that can help you. Because mm-hmm. I
0: I have one day home. I yeah. can't. I actually cannot. Like, me helping you is not helping you at all. Um. Gosh, it's so funny. So before we started recording, Kaylee and I were talking about the Enneagram, which I think yes. I think we actually have an Enneagram expert coming on the podcast this season, which is so fun. Uh, can I come? Can um, I just sit in the corner? Uh yes. You are always invited. Um, and so we're gonna be talking more about that because I know we've actually mentioned it a couple times. Um so far this season, but Kaylee and I are the same. Yeah, pretty think close. pretty close the same number. I never really know. I need that expert to break me down. Totally. All right, we'll call her in. <laughs> um, but part, I think part, something I've been learning about my personality is that saying no is impossible yeah. for me. Like it is so hard for, if, if someone says, hey, like, can you help me with this? If I possibly can, if I can scrape to the mm-hmm. very bottom of the bucket and give them anything I have left, like I feel guilty not doing it. So how do you, it's anyway, it's a total process, something I'm really working on, but how, how do you decide, how do you decide what's, where you say yes and where you say no? And how do you get over the guilt of saying, of saying no? If it affects just me,
1: I have a harder time saying no. Hmm. But as we've gotten busier, if it affects Russell, it's an easy no. Hmm. Just because he has so little left in him from all the traveling and all the stuff that if it requires something of him, I say no immediately hmm. just because I'm like, he has nothing left. Even, even if he would probably say yes, I've gotten very protective of him, which has then turned, I've gotten better at myself. Yeah. So that helps a lot just because that's an easier gauge. I, Cause me helping him, it's all a big cycle of helping <laughs> yep. me saying no to helping someone else helps him. Yep. So I'm still helping someone. Yep. And now I just need to see it as helping myself. Which is tricky. Which is weird, because then you feel selfish, and you're like, well, no, like, I should be thinking of others more, and I'm like, no, 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 because there's things that I know I'm supposed to be doing and working on, and I'm not. Yep. Because I'm helping everyone else, and when I get to work on the things I'm working on, that will help so many more people. Yes. The reach is so
0: much bigger, bigger, and I'm learning. It's hard. learning. There's a book, um... My best friend Kelsey and I have been reading this book. Well, she read it a while ago and has been recommending it to me. My baby sister has been like, read this book now, Stephanie. And it's only, only recently have I been starting to read it, but it's called The Best Yes. And it's by Lisa Turkhurst. And it's all about how do you say yes? What do you say no to? Like how to decide? And that's one of the things she talks about. She says, you know, we say yes to this little thing here and this little thing here and this little thing here. And then we never have time for the thing that we're meant to do in the world. So for her, it was, you know, one of the biggest journeys was writing her first book And she was saying yes to all these little things. And so the book was not getting written. And she felt really guilty taking time to write this book. But that book has helped so many thousands and thousands of people. It took a little bit of... It it feels like selfishness. But in the long game, that's not selfish at all. It's hard. Yes. (laughs) It's really hard. That's exactly it. Best yes. So good. Okay, so we have some last-minute kind of podcasty questions. But um, before we get there, I want to ask you just a couple more things, Kaylee. So one of them is... Um, how are you taking care of yourself and spending time with the Lord these days, which like is, I feel like your whole, everything has been turned completely upside down. Like you don't even have your own bed anymore, basically. No, yeah, basically. Um, like you don't have a room you can go shut the door to. And so, um, even though like, I know it's a hundred percent imperfect in all of our lives and I know in yours too, what things have been bringing you life lately? Like what things have you been able to do that have been filling up your soul and um, helping you rest and helping you spend time with the Lord? Well, that'd be a great question because I feel like that's not really the case. (laughs)
1: Um, We just really haven't had time of rest. And when I think about it and really break it down, like God gave us probably three full years alone at home and he was maybe playing Fifty shows a year. And now looking back, you know how you have nostalgia for things in the past. I remember living in our little duplex next to Miss Kathy with her cat and (laughs) her wood panel on the wall and already like God just gave us this gift of nostalgia in the moment. Hmm. And I remember knowing what was coming. And I guess that kind of boils down to faith. Like I knew what was about to happen. And I just enjoyed this sweet season where we made $12,000 for the year, <laughs> like shopped at Aldi, only bought two buck chuck or box wine. And we just had this sweet season of quiet time every morning and praying and walking around the house. That's our favorite thing to do. We like, we call them prayer marches hmm. and we'll like walk and pray. And just cause I don't know, it kept us, Russ really has ADD and I have it obviously too a little And kept us from getting so distracted. Like, Mm -hmm. you could just walk. And when things came to mind, you would pray. And we like to go to Radnor and hike. And we still do that. I guess that's the life-giving thing currently. Mm -hmm. But we did it back then. And now I've learned more than anything that the goodness of God towards us has nothing to do with us. And we were just so ingrained in the principles that you do quiet time in the morning and the Lord will bless your day and you won't have a flat tire and you won't run out of gas. And it was just such bogus <laughs> that we did it almost as like an insurance policy. Hmm. And as we got busier and crazier and he's playing, going on stage at 10 and our flights at 630 the next morning, I'm like, no, there's no, there's no time for that. Like, and we were running on the reserves and the the storehouses we had built in those years of being quiet and being alone and building ourselves up and learning and growing. And now we have such a storehouse to draw from, but it's also not this place of we need to do this for God to bless us. Hmm. Like it's been the most blessed year of our lives. And it's the least quiet time we've ever had. The least praying we've had time to do because we always did it together. and Now we're always with people mm-hmm. and that's okay. And I had to learn to give myself grace for that. And I think God's just really taught us that, it's, his grace isn't conditional. His goodness is not conditional on your quiet time or any of that. And mm-hmm. it's not this checklist which we really had to get out of the mindset. And it's not for him. Like He was just teaching us, you don't do quiet time for, for him. He's he got it. He yeah. knows it. Like, yep. He's fine. It's us. He's yeah. like, I'm doing this for you to help fill your weary, wandering soul. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I needed that, I knew where to go. But it wasn't so methodical. It wasn't like, okay, well, here's my to-do list for the day. But then it's really sweet when we do have a day home or we do have time for a walk. And we, like, walk and pray because we just established this grounding in ourselves. That when we need it, we walk and we go. Mm -hmm. But it's just so different. It's not to get something out of God or to receive something from God. And if we pray and fast enough, he'll bless what we're doing. Like, no.
0: He's like, I'm blessing you. Go. Just go. I love that because, like, to me, that is su- he's such a good dad. Yeah. Because, like, one, he didn't say, like, great job, Kaleen Rest." Like, you're spending time with me every day, so here I shall bless you. Like, yeah. he didn't say that. But he did give you this time to ground yourself in mm-hmm. him and to really know him so that you do have this full storehouse of things you can pull out in this season where you, you need more because people are asking things of you. So you need more to draw from, and you don't have as much time to put anything in the well. So like, I love that He was so intentional about that season. And I think that too, it's really good to remember that while, um, I feel like I am a little bit more structured. Like I do need, yeah, I admire that about you. Oh, well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like it's, it's like, it's good for me to have that time every day, but it's a really good reminder that, we can think a little bit bigger than just a day. That it's not like spend a little bit of time with him in the morning and then he'll bless the rest of your day. It's like, it's it's one, it's not a cause and effect relationship like that, but two, it's it's bigger than that. Like you guys don't have a whole lot of time for quiet times in the morning or quiet times whenever um, during your life right now, but it's it's bigger than that. If you zoom out, you've had yeah. so much time with him to really root yourself and ground yourself and establish yourself. And you're able to use so much of it now. And so like, I feel like God really... On kind of a micro scale and a macro scale. Like he fills us up and then and we get to use what he f- fills us with. But it's not... I love that he was so good to show you that even in seasons where you're not like quote unquote earning it. Like right. that you're not earning it. That's not ever what it's been about. Yeah. That, that he's blessing you like crazy even when you're not doing whatever the checklist says you should right. be doing. And he's like, it's not about that. But I love that you're able to draw so much from this extensive quiet season that you had. Um, to be able to pour
1: out. It it really feels like the Joseph, like, preparing for the famine. Like, it felt like we just stored seven years of grain, and we're just living off of it. Yeah. You know? And honestly, it feels like that. And we do know what to draw from, and, like, nine times out of ten, Russ is getting ready for a show, and our worship music's on. Hmm. Because it's something that we can listen to, because we don't have time enough to slow down, really. And in that like there's just those little things like it looks different in different seasons and in this season like that wor- worship is what keeps us going yeah cuz that still reminds us what what's important
0: right and I mean, it make it shrinks you back you know
1: and you're it's so small. It. Yeah, yeah you're small we're tiny yeah. we're so not important yeah and it's reassuring to just like have a perspective shift and it's good
0: it's crazy but it's good i feel like The other thing that's really cool about that is just the reminder that it's really important to have that time of like storing up, Mm -hmm. you know, because you would be running, like you said, like on total empty right now, more than you already are. And you'd be reaching for things that can't fulfill you. And so like the fact that you did have that time and whether that time is a little bit every day or whether that time is you have, you know, several years of getting to really like focus on the Lord or, um, you know, like seasons, whatever it is, storing up is really important Yeah. because you need to know what to come back to. You need to know where your eyes, where to focus your eyes on, um, like this is what fulfills you. It's not fame or success or a killer dress on the red carpet or (laughs) this boyfriend or whatever it is. Like those aren't the things that fulfill you. It's, it's the Lord that fulfills you and having that time of filling up because we're lost without it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can't fathom if we didn't, if we were actually
1: like running on fumes. Oh, I can't fathom. It'd be oh. terrible. It'd be so bad. We wouldn't even get to enjoy the, the goodness of this season. Yeah. Oh gosh.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Um, Kaylee, I know that you have spent, um, a lot of time and energy, um, helping Russ with his career that it really has been such a like a mutual thing for the two of you. Um, but I would love to hear. I know that you, you said you've been working yourself out of a job. Um, <laughs> so you're no longer um, going to be kind of the primary person taking care of all those things. What's next for you as just Kaylee? Well, now that
1: you ask, I've been working on a book. Yeah, you have. Kind of secretly, but apparently now not so secretly.
0: <laughs> uh, Hannah announced her book on the podcast Well, also. look at this. This yes. is the
1: spot. Yes. Um, yeah, I just... Coffee with Kaylee has become a thing, like we were saying. And so, in the last... It's been a slow process, obviously, because, you know, not much time. Uh, But I've been writing a book as if I was having coffee with people I won't get to have coffee with. Mm -hmm. Because that was one of my favorite things, like, when I had time. And in college, it was... I would have, like, three coffee dates in the same day. Or, Mm -hmm. like, one a day. I just loved it. That was my favorite thing. And that's something I really miss, traveling. And so... Most of those conversations boil down to the same, not equation, but I mostly dealt with girls with broken hearts and this, why doesn't he love me back or why? And how do you date? How do you find someone like Russell? I can't tell you how many messages I still get that are like, how do I find someone like Russell? And it's very cute. So the book is, if we got to sit down and have coffee together, what would we talk about? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of it so far. I think it's going well. I'm hoping to get more done. I told you I'm trying to work when Russell works. Like, when he writes, I'll write. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't written much lately because this year. But January, February, we're going to have some more time. Home, hopefully. And hopefully I don't fill it with other things. Yes, best yes. My best yes. I'm going to work on my best yes so I can finish this book. Yes. And, I don't know,
0: release it. Do something with it. I love that. Yeah. I love that um okay uh i i know that the girls are going to want to follow along with you and and you've been writing and sharing just such beautiful and encouraging things especially on instagram lately so i'm going to make sure to link to that in the show notes so you guys go find that so you can follow along with kaylee coffee with kaylee (laughs) um but okay before we go i want to ask you my three podcasty questions which that's not a word but i've made it a word um the first one is what has god been teaching you lately
1: Ooh. Well, honestly, what kind of what I talked about earlier, just that his goodness isn't conditional, like, and it had to be a season where I couldn't quote unquote perform for Mm -hmm. him. He kind of just forced us into this season of, I'm still obsessed with you, even if you don't spend time with me the way you traditionally spent time with me. Because it was so easy to just do your 10 minutes and then. But without that, it feels so much more constant, and it's so much more. What does God want to say to this person? And what is? It's more in step, so it feels different. But it's honestly, I kind of feel like it's better in some ways because I've been more reliant. Because it wasn't just something like a shot of coffee in the morning to get me through. It wasn't like that. It's it's now. It's more constant, and it's not always. I'm not. No one's got that down. But it's, it's learning that I don't have to walk into a room and be like, be light, be hope. Like it's in our nature. It's it. We are like, you are the light of the world are like, it doesn't say be the light of the world. Like you are. And it's just resting in like identity and being like, because I love Jesus and he's first to me walking into places automatically have to change. Like, there can't be darkness. And people love to be like, oh, you guys are in such a dark industry. I'm like, it's not dark because we're there. Mm-hmm. It can't be. Yeah. And it's people are like, oh, you're going to this city or that city. Like, that's such a dark place. I'm like, why are you speaking death over places? I'm like, no, go and be a light there. There are lights there. Like, see them, be them. And once I, I kind of removed that pressure of, lift every room, you know? I was like, no, I don't have to do that. Just being there and being like, spirit of God can change anything. Mm-hmm. And if he's with you, he's one changing it. You're just there. Yeah. So much less pressure. It's oh my awesome. gosh.
0: I love that. Um, that's, oh, that's so good. Um, what is something kind of random that's been bringing you joy lately? I know you are like the queen of like great recommendations or yeah. great. Like, I feel like I have, yeah, I have a whole storehouse of like Kaylee. Kaylee promos in my head, the things you've been loving lately. So. Well, I set up my Christmas tree. Yes.
1: And honestly, that's bringing me the most joy possible right now. I go home and I light my Christmas candles and I have my Christmas tree up. I was like, it's so early. I did not even care. I
0: put it up like three days after Thanksgiving or after Halloween. Okay. Here's my philosophy on this. Yes. and. Like, I feel like it's maybe important to note that your brother is, like, king Christmas tree as soon as oh, possible. Oh, he's an elf. He's a real-life elf. When uh, <laughs> uh, your sister-in-law is, like, more scroogey about yeah. it, Hannah. <laughs> and also Carl Wilson also scroogey about it. Yeah. So we have this conversation all the time. But the thing that, like, I have come to, the conclusion I've come to is if you are going to miss sections of the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, you should be able to make that time up by setting up your Christmas tree in advance. Uh, this is why we're best friends. I already did the
1: math on our day's home. Yes. And when yes. I added up our day's home between Halloween and Christmas, it was 20 days. Okay, so you're already behind on the We were already behind Christmas. schedule. We were already yes. 10 days late. Yes. And honestly, the days we had before Halloween, I think we would... In order to fit the 30 days that are between the two, are 31... Uh we would have had to set it up October like 2nd. That's too early for me. Yeah. Anytime after Halloween. I never take my tree down and I'm like, gee, this was up too long.
0: No. Never. One time I had my tree up till March and I'm like, see, that's too long. Okay. He was pre <laughs> carl Wilson, so he wasn't there to like really stop it. Also, we took the ornaments off. We just left it as this like glowing thing, oh, the, the glowing corner. tree. <laughs> see, my birthday is January 6th, so
1: I like to have it up until my birthday. Mhm. Sometimes, or right after New Year's,
0: either of the two. Yeah. And then I'm done. I don't like it up way after Christmas. But way before. Way before. That makes sense. That's Um, my thing. I I had, I made sure he said it while you were present because I needed a witness present. Carl and I are putting up our treat tonight. (laughs) So proud of you. And I made sure Kaylee was there to hear it so that I have someone where I can be like, someone else heard this. Yes. Like, this was real, you promise. And he's going to be happy about it. I know. That just is that really truly
1: is bringing me the most joy right now.
0: I love that. I'm so proud of you. Which
1: you know, another little tidbit. When I thought about, like, ideally, like, what really should bring me so much joy right now is like, Russ's song is top fifteen on the radio. Stop it. Oh, it's crazy. But like, legitimately, it makes us no more happy than we were before. Hmm. So like, I can't fathom expecting this to make you happy. Like even even when it's like super rewarding, and even when he gets to number one, I'm sure we're just gonna be like awesome.
0: Great. That's that's great.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. We're excited. We worked hard, but we feel like our emotions and our, like, happiness level is not any more than it was before.
0: That is so important. That's yeah. so important. It's life-changing. And it's, so, it's so good for us. To I wish someone would have like, told us that.
1: I'm glad we figured it out on our own, but...
0: Yeah, like, early. Yeah. It's so important to know that because that's so, like, a lot of the women in our community, something we talk about all the time, which we just need to have you around here more because I know you're so passionate about this. But, um, one thing we talk about a lot around here is like singleness and dating and the kind of the process ramping up to getting married. And one of the things I say all the time is that marriage is amazing. Also, you, it does not complete you. Like you do not wake up married going, well, there were all the missing pieces. Like I never feel insecure. I never feel lonely. (laughs) I'm always happy. Like things like that are not supposed to like losing weight doesn't actually make mm-hmm. you happy. It makes your dressing room moments like a little easier, a little like, yeah. yeah, like jeans easier to find, but it doesn't make you happy. Like making more money doesn't actually make you happy. Mm-mm. Um, which I feel like you and I can say, because I think we made maybe $14,000 our first year yeah. of marriage. So. It was brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. Um, but like being able to pay your bills, like yeah. really good, but also like having, you know, more money does not make you happy. And Success doesn't make you happy. Those things are not not what they're for. No.
1: And I remember actually the night after we got engaged. Waking up and thinking the exact same thing. I remember waking up and being like, I'm so glad I wasn't expecting this to make me happier. I remember thinking the same thing. And I looked at my ring and I was like, that's really pretty. But I, I don't feel any different. Yes. I wasn't any more fulfilled or any more secure. Yes. Any more, and nothing. I was just. I was excited to marry Russ, but yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, if I would have thought, oh, when I get engaged, I'll be happy. I have a ride. I call it, I call it, I'll be happy when syndrome. Yes. There's got to be a way to shorten that, but that's what mm. I call it. Like, yeah. I'll be happy when I get a boyfriend. I'll be happy when I get engaged. I'll be happy when I get married. And then when that doesn't fill them, they're like, oh, maybe we should have a child.
0: Yes. I'm like, no, 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 no. Put <laughs> the brakes. Put the brakes. <laughs> that's a terrible thing to put on a kid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think I actually did a whole talk about that earlier this year and- we need to shorten that because that would have made my talk a lot shorter. I'll be everyone. one. Yes. I'll be everyone. Um. I remember waking up the morning after we got married. And I mean, it was, our wedding was amazing. Like, I don't even get started about the wedding night. Like, I mean, it was so special. Like the whole thing was so yeah. special. And it was so special to be married to Carl. And like, it was such a whirlwind and so beautiful and having all of our friends there. I woke up the next morning, like totally just me. Like, totally, Stephanie, like, yep. I was the exact same person I was the day before, before I walked down the aisle, and, and I was, like, again, so glad that I didn't expect marriage to fulfill something yeah. in me. and I think that I was able to, like, I've been able to enjoy it more because I wasn't looking for it to do things it couldn't do, and same thing, Ooh, I feel like with all rage. these, like, w- being number 15 on the charts is amazing, but, like, yeah. you actually get to enjoy it when you're not like, wait a minute, why hasn't this Silenced yeah. all of my insecurity, or fulfilled yeah. no. me to the top with joy, or whatever. Um, oh, man. so good. Um, okay, my last question, and I know you have a good answer for this one. Um, who's a woman that's been inspiring you lately?
1: My girl, Krista Black. She, I actually don't even know a ton about her. I actually, she had a record out when I was in college, and I used to listen to it. And I think it's oh. just because Tyler, my brother, recommended it. And so I would listen to it, and I used to love it. And then one time I was at church in Nashville, and she got up to speak. And her view on God was so refreshing to me, especially coming from a highly religious environment. And just the experiences she would have with God and the visions he would give her and just how full circle his, like, stories with her were. And how she saw him in everything, and then in turn, he really was in everything, even like she has this crazy tragic story and how she handled it. And it's just so, so beautiful. And recently she's just got this boldness going on with her Instagram. <laughs> and she's just talking about being female and being a sexual being and being married and what that looks like and what it means to be a girl. And she's really inspiring me just because I grew up pretty traditionally, like my mom stayed at home and worked. And I mean, while my dad worked and she raised all the kids and, If anyone ever asked me, I was like, I just want to be a mom. I just want to be a mom. And it was kind of ingrained in me, but I do really want that. And part of the reason I've worked so hard with Russell is because I do want kids. And this has to be on autopilot. I can't be doing that. And we need to be in a place where we can have not just one bus, but two and have a crib. And that takes like all hands on deck. There's like a sense of urgency for us. And so anyway, she just explains like what it means to be like a good girl and that it's okay to have opinions if someone above you is oppressing you and it is okay to be passionate and fiery and it's okay to be sexual and it's okay to be what like the fullness of what God has made you as a woman like being a woman is one of the most fierce things there is truly like we're passionate and we're excited and we're driven and we're all these things and I feel like Women have been stuffed into this box for so long and I just love that she's having these conversations of things that I've thought that when I read it, I'm like, that's what I thought, but she articulated it and I'm just so impressed by her. I love that. And uh, you inspired me. Are you kidding me? You are so driven. First, let me just brag on you for a second. Oh my gosh. So driven. Don't you dare cut this out. (laughs) So driven and you don't just talk about doing things, which is my struggle. I just talk about it and it like gives me this creative release and then I just never do it. But you are such a doer, uh, i.e. podcast and bible studies and book. And you're so good at seeing the golden people. You're so good at cheering other people on, and so kind. Even if people are mean to you, you still only say kind things about them. I just love you. Oh. You're inspiring me too. Missy. I wish that would have been my first response.
0: Oh no. Leave it, <laughs> Leave it as Krista Leave it as Krista. Thank you, friend. Yeah. Well, you guys, I'm so like I, everyone is just absolutely in love with you now I know it um, I'm so glad that they've gotten well I love you back and, and seriously you guys I'll, I'll link to Kaylee's information and like everything we talked about will be in the show notes so that you can watch her amazing work and Russ's video and so you can pick up yours which is available right now um, you can see Carl Wilson's handwriting and That's Kaylee's right. photo and all of Russ's amazing songs and um, yeah we'll link to everything but Kaylee thank you for being here oh here. my gosh thank you so much for having me I feel like we need to cheers our coffee mugs because Yay! coffee of Kaylee you guys isn't Kaylee the best I just love her and I love this conversation so many of the things she said have just stuck with me ever since we talked and I'm really really happy I got to share it with you One thing I wanted to mention quickly is that I know we talked about a lot in today's episode. And so if you ever want to find the links to any of the things we talk about on the podcast, all you have to do is to go to my website. It's stephaniemaywilson.com slash blog. And for every episode, we have a blog post with all the show notes. All the links will be there for everything we talked about, including Kaylee's contact info so y'all can follow her and so y'all can be friends. The other thing I wanted to mention is that if you haven't had a chance yet, it would mean so much to me if you would take a second to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. We've gotten so many amazing five-star reviews from y'all, and you've left the sweetest comments. They have been so encouraging to me. Thank you so much for that. But really, even more than being so good for my heart, it really, really helps the podcast grow. So if you haven't yet, take one second and leave a rating and a review. It would mean the world to me. Friends, that's all we have for today, but I am so excited for everything we have coming up for you in Season 2. These Girls' Nights are going to be the best. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts and episode two will be downloading on your phone next Monday. I cannot wait. Guys, thanks so much for being here for Girls Night and I'll see you next week.